lift them up in prayer. Pray for one another, the Bible says. Amen. Pray for one another that he will have his way. So she guys up there now. I don't know if it's going to switch on me, but that's the information there for the prayer breakfast. It's gone. But amen. We look forward to what God's going to do. You guys, I'm going to ring it off. Amen. Come on up.
Can you turn up that top right when you're done with that? Top right when you finish. Hey, Amen. We're thankful to God for all his goodness. Top all the way up to the top. There you go. Check one, two. Give me a little bit more clarity. Not too much. Not too much. Amen. Thank God this morning. That's what his mercy does for us today. And we're truly grateful to God for his goodness and his mercy. We appreciate each one of you giving. May the Lord truly bless you. And back to what we were talking about the uh, prayer breakfast as well. We share with you again. Um, if if people are unable to come, you can just let them know. It's, simply, it's a fundraiser as well. It's a fundraiser. And so, uh, again, or uh, they welcome to buy tickets as well and or. And or you can purchase a ticket for someone else, for your friends. Say, hey, I'm going to take you out to breakfast this morning or to brunch or to lunch, whatever the case may be. And truly, again, it can uh, be a blessing, no doubt, to someone else. So feel free to buy multiple tickets. My daughter here who was working on the camera, Simone, she mentioned, she said, hey, we can raise enough funds to, to get the cameras. We were pricing the cameras. They're going to be about $3,500 to get the ones we really want for three cameras and the little system that goes with it. And so that could be used as a fundraiser, amen. Where the, some of the calls can go to that. So you may ask people, they say, what, what are the funds being used for? Well, one of them can be used to help raise the funds so we can get our cameras set up in the church and everything, amen. Get the broadcast out to the whole city, world, nations, globally, amen, a, a more professional broadcast. And so we're looking for what God's going to do. So uh, we can use some of those funds for that as well, amen. And truly, continue, so continue to pray for that. But then back to our main event is the 13th as well, the 13th, the week prior at 1 o'clock. And we look forward to what God's going to do. Amen. I want to um, draw your attention this morning, draw your attention to uh, the book of Romans. Back to the book of Romans. We're making our way. We're going to part 11 this morning, part 11 of a 17-part series, part 11, Romans 8, Romans 8, 35 through 39. We'll pick this up. The Bible says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distresses, persecution or famine or nakedness, peril or sword? Verse 36, it says, as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. He said, nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, he says, I am persuaded. Let me get back to that. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depths, nor any creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our Lord. And I want to draw your attention back to verses, as I, I text on this portion here. Verse 38, verse 38. The Bible says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, what we're going to focus on this morning, nor powers or anything present nor things to come shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And so for a little bit, say, we're going to look at this about complete victory over principalities, over principalities. Revenue for openness in prayer, please. Amen, amen. Um, complete victory over principalities, and we said it 
we're, we're continuing our, our 17 part series. This, this is the 11th part of it about complete victory. And in our lives, we want to see it ultimately to where you win in every aspect of your life. Every aspect, of every challenge, every battle, every uh, dimension of our lives. The Word of God teaches us that we can have victory in our lives. And, and we see this, uh, we have victory through Jesus Christ. Victory through Christ Jesus, our Lord, who is our Savior, or if he's not your Savior this morning, he can be. And the Apostle Paul began to ask this question, what or who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So things will come into our lives, things will try to keep us detached or separated from God. Separated from the power of God, separated from the blessings of God, separated from that relationship with Almighty God. And so we've been covering various things that will try to keep us away, distractions and, and, and things that interfere by the enemy of our soul to keep men and women away from God. You see, the devil knows of men and women that are on fire for God, men and women that are, are, are connected and saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. He knows that uh, uh, the community can be changed. He knows that your life and your household and your, the things that you're trying to do, you can uh, uh, experience the fulfillment in which God has for your life. And so naturally he wants to separate us from God, our creator. We look at the word principality, that's verse 38, verse 38, uh, uh, 838, he says, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel nor principalities is the one we're focusing on today. When you hear the word principalities, you immediately think of a principle, I'll come back to that in a minute. But the definition of principalities is this, it's chief or, or it's also head or ruler. And if you, if you break the word down a little bit smaller, you think of a prince, someone who is in uh, uh, control or, or has um, authority. So principalities are considered authorities as well. And as you look at this, uh, we said that going back to school, uh, uh, the schoolhouse or the school, uh, elementary, high school, wherever it may be, middle school, you think about principalities or the principal. When you have issues in life, uh, issues with the teacher, uh, issues in the schoolhouse, what happens? You go want to talk to the who? The principal. You want to talk to the principal. How many have been there before? Gone to the principal's office. <laughs> Hey, man, whether you had to go to the principal's office or you needed to go see the principal about what was going on with your children. And so the principal is that, that one that's the head of that school. He's the focal point, the one that makes the decisions primarily for the most part and, and, and causes the school to go. He's the figurehead. He or she's the figurehead for that school. And so you think about principalities being heads of certain things, heads of uh, uh, governments or heads of uh, various realms in which we interact with today. And so we see also principle means first, first. And so you look at this today, uh, again, scriptures talks about using the word principle in various occasions. And, and one of the ones that we must be primary in our lives is letting God be first and principal in your life. Let him be the principal, the head of your life. In Proverbs 4, 5, you can bring it up for me. Proverbs 4, 5, the Bible says, get wisdom, get understanding in the school of life, in the school of learning. Let us learn of God, most importantly. This is the principal thing in life. 
He says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. King Solomon was writing to the to the people, to the church, to the, to the receiver, you and I today. And so he says, in all of your getting, get wisdom, get something from God this morning, get understanding and forget it not, is what he was saying. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Number six, verse six, he says, forsake her not, forsake not what God wants to do in your life. She shall preserve these what he was talking about as far as wisdom goes and love her and she shall keep thee no doubt and so principle principle the things of God the wisdom of God cherish him and let it become a part of you the Bible says wisdom is the as the verse we want to bring verse 7 wisdom is the principal thing wisdom is that first thing in life getting God in your heart and your soul the wisdom of God and learning of God, letting God be the ahead of your life. He says, this is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Verse 9, uh, verse 8, he says, exalt her, exalt her, exalt her. In other words, make that priority in your life. As many times we teach our children about getting their education. You teach people about knowledge is power. You heard those statements before. But can you imagine the power of knowing what God has for your life? The power of the word of God dwelling and moving in your life. He says, get God. If you don't get anything else, get God. Amen. My youngest here, she's uh, at the end of this, in the spring. She'll, Lord willing, she'll have our master's degree. <laughs> Amen. And folks chase out the master's degrees and all the other things. But you know what? In, we want a master's degree from above. Let me say that. We want the master degree from heaven. And you know, and that's what Solomon is saying. The principal thing in verse 7 is to get it and, and receive it. I'm going to jump back to verse 8. He says, exalt her. Make that priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. He says, promote her. Exalt her. Promote it. Put it priority in your life. Before you know doubt your day is over, make sure you make the word of God. That's why the scripture tells us to seek God first. Read your word in the morning. Read a verse or two, a couple of chapters if you can get in it. Again, before you rush off and start your day off, say a prayer. That's the principal thing in life. Get in contact with God. He says it, it shall bring to thee honor. The devil don't want us to have that. He doesn't want us to have the principal thing. And, and because people don't have the principal thing, they can't overtake the principalities that we face. Somebody follow that. We need to know the principal thing. He says it will honor you. It will lift you up. It will, uh, um, uh, he says, so we must embrace her. When we embrace her and love her like loving a spouse, like loving your children, love the word of God, church, brothers and sisters of the day. Make that your priority above all else to serve and live for God every day of your life. Your relationship is the most important thing than anything else in this world. And that's why the Apostle Peter, uh, Paul ran down all these different things. He says, let nothing separate you from this. Let's move on. The Bible says in verse 9, she shall give thee uh, thine head an ornament of grace. Thank God for his grace this morning. But it's an ornament of grace and a crown of glory, and she shall deliver thee. When you know the power and, the, and, and what God can do in your life, when you know what his word says, you don't have to worry about what the principalities are doing. You don't have to worry about what the enemy is doing because you know what the word of God says. 
You know, as the Reverend said, you know what, how God can treat a disease. You know how God can uh, deliver from any circumstance. When you know the word of God, you can go back to the pages therein and begin to say, you know what, the same God that did it for them can do it for me also. That same God that defeated the enemy of my soul and no doubt can reign and rule in your heart. Get this. Let's go to Ephesians 6, 1, 610, excuse me. Uh, God began to show us the things that we need to overcome principalities. We're talking about complete victory over principalities. And so in Ephesians 6.10, the Bible says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He said at the end of the day, walk in the power and the might of Almighty God. To be strengthened through the Holy Ghost. Number 10, he said, number 11, he says, put on the whole armor of God to be complete Christian in your life, to serve God and live for God. Put on the whole armor, not a portion of your life, not just a fraction of your life, but we want the whole armor of God. Put on the, all the principles of God that you may be able to stand. And see that in verse 11, that, excuse me, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil, the trickeries of the devil. And so we see that uh, guarding ourselves, again, with the armor of God. You think about it, many times my mind goes to an old knight, a fighting knight, or an old type of soldiers back in the old time where they had all this bodily armor on. And the scripture tells the same thing and, uh, because this is a warfare that we're in. We'll get to that in a minute. And so he says, put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the craftiness or the uh, tricks of the enemy of your soul. And so we say to put on a guard for your life. Guard it with hearts and guard your heart from the devil. Even guard your heart from yourself. Let me say that today. You have to guard your heart even from your own self. From your own self, our own ways, our own attitudes, our own thought patterns. Guard ourselves from the enemy, no doubt, because uh, when we do this and we, and we, 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 we see the enemy coming our way, we're able to overtake any angle that he may try to play. He, he will try any and every angle to get to your heart today. He will try everything to try to separate you from Almighty God. He will try to weasel his way in, uh, again, in some way or somehow, even in notable things. He will try to weasel his way in and use anything. We, we must guard our hearts from these things. I was thinking about an example of how he can take a, something notable and no doubt use it to a detriment. Think about how kids, you know, kids, we always say our kids are the smartest kids. <laughs> oh, he's so smart or she's so smart. And they, they can grow up and, and begin, to, uh, begin to exalt themselves or begin to have the big head about themselves. We have to be careful with all of that. Amen. The enemy will take that and use it and begin to cause that child to swell up in the head. Amen. No matter what I'm talking about. We're talking about things of the enemy and so how that he can use various things to try. Or you begin to say, oh, she's so pretty. She'll grow up thinking she's the prima donna. <laughs> She'll grow up that way. She'll grow up thinking that she's God's gift to the world. Naturally, no doubt you build their self-esteem. But again, over the time frame, again, it can become problematic to where they're stuck up in their attitudes and their ways. How many of them talking about? 
And so the various things, the enemy's crafty in so many ways. And so we have to constantly guard your heart from self and guard our, guard our hearts from each from the things in which the enemy may do. Let's go to verse 12. All right, let's get down to it. The Bible says here in, in Ephesians 6, 12, he says, For we wrestle not, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's look at that verse for a minute. The Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Oftentimes the enemy would say, it's, it's you and I, it's one another. We fight against one another. And mankind is all confused and all messed up. But he says here there's a spirit behind you, uh, the, the men and women. There's a right spirit and a wrong spirit. There's a spirit behind the person that really drives the person. And that's why we need the Holy Ghost power in your life. You need to be guided by the right spirit. David said, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Again, we have to have that right spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost living in us to fight this warfare. It's not, no doubt, uh, uh, black versus white, uh, rich versus poor many times but it's the spirit behind the people that we see today and so again the enemy would lost his back and loves when we fight against one another contrary he loves con uh, being enemy a uh, division he loves infighting he loves not people not getting along and many times again whether siblings or even there are family members that don't even speak to one another there is how many know that you may have family members that way haven't spoken in years Siblings, brothers and sisters. And these are things in which the enemy does. You have to fight against these principalities. He says it's not flesh and blood. He will destroy marriages over and over. No, he sits back and loves to destroy marriages. And so we're talking about today, we, he says here today, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, verse 12, keep that up there. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, the spirit behind him. And so we must put on the right spirit. Again, why? Because if not, there will be, there, that's the reason for divorce. Jesus said, because the hardness of their hearts. It's a hardened heart. He says, and it causes men and women to be divided. Even even in the Christian realms, even, again, the church members and, and preachers even fighting on and on and on. He says here today, these things are of the flesh. And so we must, uh, no doubt, uh, again, combat that through the spirit of almighty God. The rulers of darkness. Look at that also. He says, rulers of darkness in this world. Rulers of darkness, again, in this world. So there are hierarchies. Principality also means hierarchies of demonic spirits. Is another definition of it. There's a certain hierarchy of them all. And rulers in dark places. Is dark, and that's where dark thoughts come from. I mean, had dark thoughts cross your mind? How many have had that before? I got some saints in here today. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Again, we see here today dark, dark thoughts that cross your mind every day. Things in which, no doubt, the enemy's trying. He, and back to what we say, like that wily, that way, the wiles of the enemy, he would throw things into your mind and say, Where in the world did this thought come from? And so he says, Spiritual wickedness. In high places. And naturally, that's why the scripture even tells us we must pray for our leaders in high places. Because, again, they will, uh, again, be an attack by the enemy of their soul. Scripture says praying for those in authority. Why? Because in high places there's a realm of darkness to control the masses. But you know what? Today we begin to know that the power of the churches should be greater. Amen. There's a power of the church that is greater and more powerful. I was talking with a man just the other day about dark places. And, uh, I was sharing with him. We were talking about Van Cortland Park up in the Bronx. He was like, you don't want to go through at night. I said, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to go through at night. 
But he was talking about up in the woods, they do rituals and, and witchcraft and all these different things. Even over here at this park here, Highland Park over here, they do some of the same things. The park workers talk about how they're picking up uh, bones and, and skulls and various things because of rituals and Santa Maria and all these different things that people do. And so we live in a world where voodooism and spells and curses. Here in New York City, I'm going to get you, I'm doing a little priest tonight, but this morning, uh, uh, thousands of thousands of cultures are in our city today, New York City. And again, they come from places that don't have the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we have a mixed bag of things that are going on in our society. Things that are happening in our world. Again, uh, nations and people that are, are in religions that don't work or are in, in devilish religions in some cases. Again, uh, are things that are, that are not of Christ's church today. And so we thank God for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so when Jesus came, he came to change the culture of society. He came to be the authority in that society. And as a believer, while well, I'm bringing all this up, but as a believer this morning, we have the power, no doubt, of Christ, or you should dwell in you the power of Christ to where now the culture should change for the gospel. Uh, again, because of the gospel. The culture should change because of the word and authority of Jesus Christ today. Again, the gospel, when Jesus came to the earth, he came to disrupt the principalities of the air. He came to disrupt the principalities and darknesses of the cultures of the day. He came to get rid of all the rituals and voodooism and witchcraft and sorcery that was taking place in the land to give them what they needed, what the world needed, no doubt to run off demons. You go back and see when Jesus approached the kingdom, uh, again, various ones that were possessed with devils, and devils begin to speak out of people and say, hey, did you come to torment us at this time? Why? Because they knew the power of Jesus Christ. They knew the power of the Holy Spirit that dwelt in him. And let's go to verse 13. The Bible says, wherefore take unto the the whole armor of God. And so you and I today, we must put on the armor of God. We must walk in the power of God. Walk in it that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. On verse 14, therefore, take, having your loins girt about with truth. Church of the day, the ward off principalities, you must stand on the true word of God today. You must not receive the lies of the devil that pops up into the mind of a soul. The Bible says, having the breastplate of righteousness. The enemy may say, oh, why don't you just veer away for a little while, go into things that are not right before God, but guard your heart every day. The purpose of that breastplate of righteousness was to do what? To guard the heart, guard your mind and your soul today. Verse 15, he said, in your feet shall with the preparation of the gospel of peace and so we walk in truth walk in the word walk in it daily brother and sister dame this helps you overcome principalities we're going a little further the bible says and taking above all else the shield of faith how many gonna take the shield of faith with you every day every day doubts and fears come our way but have faith in almighty god use faith for again on your behalf believe god beyond what the enemy may say believe god beyond what things may seem to be but today church he says wherefore you be able to able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy or of, of the wicked the fiery darts are just then just imagine somebody taking darts and throwing them at your mind and it'll pop into your mind it's back to what we're talking about thoughts they pop in and so he says we must take the shield of faith to block things out verse 17 says take the helmet of salvation again to guard the mind to guard your mind your mind, no doubt, as the old statement says, is a terrible thing to waste. To guard your mind 
your spiritual mind, to guard your mind, your soul, no doubt, but uh, guard your heart and let nothing separate you from the love of God. He says, and how do I win to take the sword of the spirit in verse 17? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We must know the word of God, brothers and sisters today. It's back to what he said, let it be the principal thing in your life. Let it be principal in your Christianity. Let it be in your daily activity. Keep the word state in your mind state upon them. Keep your mind upon the scriptures. It'll help you along the way. The Bible says it's a sword to help you fight. You use the word of God to run the enemy off. You use the word of God to push away things. When Jesus fought against uh, uh, or rebuked the devil, he used the word of God. In the wilderness, he says, it is written, Satan. It is written. Every time, go back and read what it was in Luke chapter 4, I believe it was. He says, it is written in the word. And naturally, use the same, uh, again, weapon for your life today. Use the word of God that helps you overcome principalities. Let's go to Colossians 1.16. The Bible says, for by him all things are created, talking about Jesus, and that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. There are things that we cannot see coming. No doubt it must be important that you, again, walking in Christ. He says, whether they be thrones, demeans, and their word is, again, principalities. There are thrones and demeans and things coming around the corner, perhaps, that again, the enemy has plotted for your life. But when you're walking with God, you're able to withstand it all. When you're walking with God against the powers, the Bible says, and all things that were created by him and for him. Let's go to Titus 3.1. He says, Titus 3.1, put them in mind. In other words, put the church in mind. Put the believer in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates and be ready for every good work. And this is referring to, again, even just authority in itself. Authority in itself, even those that are, have rule over us and those that are, are in positions, no doubt, we continue to uh, um, keep them in prayer, as we said before. Another form of principalities and powers shows us those that are in authority. Let's go to Ephesians. We try to wrap this up. Ephesians 1.16. I know it's hot, folks. We won't get you folks home. Amen. The Bible says here in Ephesians 1.16, he said, I cease not to give thanks for you, the Apostle Paul was writing. Making mention of you in my prayers. You see, today prayer helps overcome the principalities in life. He mentioned them over and over and over again. We say, continue to pray for one another, pray with us for one another. He mentioned them in his prayers. Why? Because he knows that if the devil was fighting him, how much more is he going to fight you and I? He fights the preacher. He fights the preacher's wife. He fights the preacher's key. He fights, the, uh, again, every believer here. And so we continue to lift each other up in prayer. How many going to do that with us? To pray for this church. And so he made mention of them in their prayers. Pray for your children. Even pray for your enemies. Amen. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18. He says that your eyes of understanding will be open, that it will be open, church here. 
uh, uh, being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints. He said, I begin to I pray to God that your eyes will be open to see again what God has in store for you and the power that the church has. There's a powerful people here in this service today. There's some powerful people that are believers today watching this broadcast today or that will hear this broadcast later. He wants you to know that there's power in this room. How many believe it today? There is power in this room to transform this community, to transform again uh, nations, to transform lives. Today, he said, I want you to open your eyes and see this. He says in verse 19, he says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward? It's for you and I. It's for you in your life today. He said, it's for you. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the deacon board or, or the choir member. He says, it's for everybody that would believe this power over the principalities. He said, according to the working of his power, number 20, he says, which is wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him on the right hand in, in heavenly places. Uh, in verse 21, this is what I want to bring you to. He, he said, it's far above what? That's the word again, principalities. It's far above principalities. We serve a mighty God that is above principalities. And the church has that same dominion and power because he gave it to the church. Do you believe that today? Jesus told his disciples, he said, I give you power to tread upon serpents. I give you power to cast out devils. I give you power to lay hands on the sea. Stop letting the devil beat up on you and I tonight. How many going to say that today? Stop letting the devil win in your life today. God says that today he gives you power over the principalities in this world. He says in might and dominion in every nation that is named not only in this world but also in the world to come. He said yesterday, today, and forever, it don't matter the world, way out in outer space somewhere on the other side of the universe. It does not matter what his name. I'm telling you, Jesus is that name. It's above all names. How many know that today? Jesus is above every name that is named here in our society today. That name is powerful, church, and we have to begin to lift that name up, walk in the authority of his name, walk in the power that he has given to the church of Jesus Christ today. Number 22, he says, and he hath put all things under his feet. And when you give it over to God, every principality is under his feet. And he gave him to be head over all things to the church. And so he went on to say in verse 23, which is his body, the fullness of him that fulfilleth all in all. Let's go to Colossians 2.8. I'm going to get you guys out of here, I promise. He said, beware. And so naturally, as you live and walking in the armor of God, Beware. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. And so he even warned the church to beware and guard your heart against, uh, against things that are not of God. You have to bounce it off the scriptures, test it against the scriptures. Again, he even said vain deceit, back to what we were talking about, the prima donna, pride, or whatever case may be. And also he says traditions of men, Beware, we want to operate in the spirit of God, amen, and, and not the tradition of men. After the rudiments of this world, he says, beware, again, the things of this world are allurement. The devil will use any and everything to allure a society away from God. Remember, somebody yesterday about the prince and the power of the air. The prince of the power of the airwaves is there to lure. That's why, that's you sitting there watching the ball game, and they put that big old juicy sandwich on the screen. Oh, why to allure you in, right? And the bun is just bouncing off the, the and the lettuce. You know what I'm talking about? How it just sprinkles and it's nice. And you get that thing in the pack, it's all crumbled up. The cheese is all nasty looking. It don't look like the commercial. But the allurement got you to go to the restaurant, though. 
It'll lure you in or, or whether it's some, some enticing thing. And so he says the rudiments of this world, the prince of the power of the air through advertisement and through uh, broadcast and various things would allure men and women. And so we want to use these broadcasts and the gospel and again to get the broadcast out to as many as we can to help uh, again go into that principality, to go into that territory and begin to tell them about Jesus Christ. Are you listening? Begin to enter into territories that again the devil feels like he has the upper hand on. We can no doubt shoot a bullet in that thing. We can go out and throw an arrow into that thing and make a difference in somebody's life, in someone's heart today. Uh, again and so he says we must do this in the name of Jesus Christ. Number nine, let's move on. The Bible says in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead by him and ye are completing him. He is the head and of, of all principalities and powers. Jesus is the head of all. Y'all see that? Even the devil. He is the head of all. Are y'all getting this? Amen. Amen. So when you begin to say, oh, I'm having a rough day. No. Amen. Get in Jesus. It'll pick up that rough day. He's the head over every disease. He's the head over every battle. He's the head of it all. And you begin to almost like to say, get him, Jesus. Go attack that thing for me, Jesus. And have that mindset of Jesus Christ. When Jesus saw the people, he saw all manners of disease and all manners of problems. He was not afraid to go after that thing. And no doubt he's the head of it all. Every knee bows to Jesus. Demons know who Jesus is. And naturally... We must have that same authority. I remember back uh, uh, the sons of Sceva in the book of Acts. And there was this man trying to cast out these devils. And the Bible says that the, the one man he, was, he tried to lay hands on, the man spoke out, the demon spoke out of the man. And he says, he kind of laughed and mocked at him. He says, Jesus I know and Paul I know. He says, but who are you? He realized the man was trying to just do it for money. He was doing it in the wrong fashion. He was, he was running a scam, trying to imitate the disciples. And, and the power of Christ. The demon spoke out. He knew who was real. He knew who had the authority. And brothers and sisters today, we must take on that authority. Say, I want that power today, preacher. Amen. I want the power over the enemy of my soul. I want to walk in the power of Christ. I want to fulfill, be fulfilled in Jesus. I want to be complete victory in my life. So whatever pops up and things will pop up in our lives. But God equips us with what we need to where we can overcome every challenge in our life. Let's go to, uh, uh, I believe this is the last one. Yes, the last one. Come on up. Co uh, not come up, but change it over. Co Colossians 2.13. Colossians 2.13. The Bible says, and, and ye being dead in your sin and, and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath quickened together with him, having forgiven him of all your trespasses. And he began to let them know God has saved you and forgiven you. And if you're not saved today, I want you to know, I was thinking about a verse earlier, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And church, he says, you are now dead. Let us be dead to the allurements. Allurements will come. Temptations will come. But you say, you know what, I'm dead to it. I'm a dead man for Jesus. Amen? You have to have a heart of stone concerning the devil. Everybody follow that. You have to be dead to his tricks. You have to say, I'm going to come through the front door. You can come through the front door. Or I'm going to try the back door. He'll come around the back door. Uh -uh. He'll try to come through the window. Nope, you ain't getting in that way either. I'm not going to fall for your tricks today. I'm not going to let you mess up my day. I'm not going to give you permission to enter into, again, my mind. Everybody follow that. 
I'm not going to give you permission to ruin my day. I'm not going to give you permission to no doubt have the best of me. And so, no doubt, back to what we're saying here today, you're dead. You're dead to your sins and circum uncircumcision in the flesh. And so now that we're dead to the old man has to die. We're dead to certain to things that we used to do. We no longer do these things because now I've been forgiven. I've been redeemed. I've been quickened. I've been made alive in Jesus Christ. And he says, and I've been forgiven of my trespasses today. And so naturally, the enemy knows you've been forgiven. He knows your life is, is making changes in your life. He knows you've been changed. And so what he works night and day trying to get you back into that realm. But you say up in your mind, I'm not going back. Let me say that today. Let me move on. He says, and so he went to the cross, verse 14, blotting out the handwriting, handwritten ordinances that were against us, which are contrary to us, and took, out, took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And this is the verse I, I, I like. He says, and having spoiled he spoiled the principalities and powers. He made show of them openly, triumphing over them. Uh, them in it. He triumphed over them on the cross. Y'all see that again? He said he having spoiled the principalities and powers. He spoiled them. No doubt in the previous verse about on the cross, that old rugged cross, he triumphed over everything. Yeah. He destroyed it. Amen. He triumphed over. That's why it says all power has been given unto me. Whether it's in heaven or in the earth. It's been power given power over the demonic realm. Power over satanic realm. Power over sin. Church of the day. And church of the day. How do we get victory over the principalities? He said through the cross of Calvary. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. And through the power of the Holy Ghost. Church are you listening? And when you're a believer. And you, you receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior today. You can triumph also. He causes us always to triumph. Another scripture tells us always to triumph. Every day in your life, this is another triumphant day in your life. You say that today. Naturally, the enemy, there will be battles. There will be battles. As you go through the battle, say, we're going to win it. <laughs> we're going to win. How am I going to say it? We will win. We will have victory. You can come on up. We will have victory. We will win because Jesus has won. Jesus has overcome. Jesus, the Lamb of Almighty God, overcame no doubt, and, and as you read, we come a few weeks ago about overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Let your testimony be Jesus. Let your testimony be the word of God. Let your testimony be victory after victory. Let your testimony be how God changed you. Let your testimony be the word of the Almighty God living and dwelling in you, exercising it, walking by faith, having complete victory in your life, triumphing it in your ways, triumphing in the things in which you go through every day because Jesus is triumphing. We serve a victorious God. How many know that today? And as we stand to our family, let you guys go. A triumphant Christ. And today he says that same Jesus, no doubt they're raised up from the grave. Let him live in you. Let him dwell in you today. Today, if you need the power of God living in you, receive it right now. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. The altar prayers open. Say, preacher, I want that triumphant power. I want that power from on high. 
I want the blood to be applied to get the victory once and for all over this sin. Get the victory once and for all over whatever the case may be. Over low self-esteem. Over depression today. Over heartache and pain. Over anxiety. It does not matter. You can list the whole name. He says his name is above every name. Every category. Every challenge today. I'm telling you right now. Lift that name up of Jesus today. Jesus is greater than them all. Jesus is mightier than them all. I'm telling you today. That name Jesus the authority, the head of all principalities today, the mighty Savior today, King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ today. Glorify the Lord today. Let him rule in your life. How many going to let him rule in your life today? Say, God, you are my ruler today. Take control right now. Take control of my life. Take control of my marriage. Take control of my household, my children, my circumstances, my job situation, my health, my, my mind, whatever it may be today, this community, principalities of the air today, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus today. The things, the spirits of darkness today, the dark realm today has to give way to light today. That dark spiritual wickedness today. And will we pray today that the righteousness will take over? Good will be uh, will overtake the evil today. I name that name of Jesus Christ, and we lift it up today. We lift him up today, and he's able to run off demons today. Run off every battle. We have victory in Jesus. Victory declared Jesus as Lord of your life. Let him be supreme in your life. Supreme in every aspect. So you can have complete victory. Victory in everything. Even what the, doc the doctor may have said. He said you'll never be cured. Like I'm telling you, my Jesus can heal you right now. Doctor said you have to be this way. Your life may feel like you may be stuck in a place. But Jesus can re release you from that place. I'm telling you that he's head of all principalities. Every stronghold. Everything that seems to chain you down. God, say, he has the keys to release you right now. And to break every chain in this room. To break every chain that comes up against the, the, the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Everything that tries to exalt itself above that name Jesus has, will fail. It will cease. It will not have victory over our Savior, Jesus Christ. Exalt him right now. Exalt him. Lift him up. Declare victory. Say, devil, I declare victory over you in Jesus' name. I declare victory over you. Church today, receive the power of the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost is that driving force to where you can live your life every day. No doubt, with the power and equipment that you need to have victory. The authority that was sent from on high. The authority from on high in the spiritual realm to live and dwell in you. Let it dwell in you. Let Christ fill you today with his power. How many going to have victory today? Say, I'm not going to let the enemy win. Complete victory over principalities. Over things that seem that seem strong and, and, and cannot be defeated. It can come down through the power of God. As we bow our heads and reverence to God today, we bow our heads and reverence to God, beginning to pray whatever battles troubling you, whatever stronghold is raging or has a grip on your life or is blocking you from what God wants for your life, today in the name of Jesus declare, say it's coming down. Strongholds are coming down right now. The blockage and defense is coming down. Shields are 
the enemy, lies of the enemy come down today out of my life. The sickness today is coming down. Sin is coming out today. Demonic spirits come out of the individual, whatever it may be. We cast it down in the name of Jesus. That master's name of Jesus. That master's name. Begin to lift his name up, church. Lift his name up. Speak it out of your mouth today. Profess his name today. Say it, Jesus, right now. Say Jesus. Open up your mouth and say Jesus. If you want victory today, say Jesus right now. Open up your mouth and say Jesus. Say Jesus. It runs demons off. Say it, sister. Jesus. Brother, say it. Open your mouth and say Jesus right now. Mark, say Jesus right now. Oh, yesterday, declare Jesus. Simone, declare Jesus. Keep it. Shun and say Jesus. Lift him on the top of your voice. Sister D, lift up Jesus right now. Jesus in the city. Jesus in the house. Jesus is in this place. Lord, we exalt you right now. We broadcast your name all around the world right now. That mighty name of Jesus. Head over all principalities. And everything is under his feet. Devils are under his feet right now. We crush it in the name of Jesus. Marriages that are on the rocks, we crush it. And no doubt, smooth it out. Oh, no doubt today, the spirit of poverty today, we lift up the name of Jesus. Release men and women right now. The strongholds of low self-esteem right now. Whatever it may be in your life, come on and come on and walk in victory with us. Walk in victory in Jesus' name. All names, all names. Declare it right now. Go ahead and pray, brother. Pray, pray, pray. Don't be ashamed. Lift that name up, Jesus, brother James. Lift him up. Say, I want victory in my life. Victory. Amen. Come on, come on. Say, say, say. Let's take a few minutes to pray. Declare it. Declare it. Declare victory in your life.
Christ right now. Thank you, man. Begin to give songs here. Declare victory in your life. Declare victory over principalities. Declare victory over the war for your soul. The war for your family. germinate in the life of every soul that's uh, in here 
and those that watched online. And we ask you, Lord, to continually build your church. We ask you, Lord, to keep your hands upon our pastor, guide him, lead him. We ask you, Lord, to uh, strengthen him. And we ask you, Lord, to fill him with the vision of what you see for this church. And we ask you, Lord, to give us uh, hearts and minds to fall in line with that vision and absolutely be tools to bring that vision to come to pass, seeking only your glory, seeking only to magnify you. We ask you, Lord, to let the love of Jesus Christ be the most evident thing when people step in this building, that they are overwhelmed by the love, the presence, the power of Almighty God, that this is a place uh, that will, will preach the gospel in truth and sincerity. And we ask you, Father God, to continually keep your hands upon our pastor's wife, keep your hands upon his children. We ask you, Lord, to let the blessings of Almighty God rest upon each and every member of his family. And we ask you, Father God, to strengthen us as one heart, one unit, united in Christ, loving one another, preferring one another, preferring Christ, that our whole mission in life were to be to lift up Jesus Christ, never seeking anything of self, but seeking to magnify you. Fill us with a burning vision for the people that's out in this community. There's a mega church that's out there in that community. And we ask you, Lord, to give us hearts, Lord, of vision. Hearts, Father God, of sacrifice. Even sacrificing our own comfort at times. To see the great work that you had in mind when you sent our pastor here come to pass. We thank you, Father God, that it's already done. We thank you, Father God, for the restorations of families that's even in our building today. That we will see the whole units of the family serving God fervent for God, that we'll see days where we're in here in prayer meeting, calling down the glory of God, getting a burning vision for lost human, uh, mankind around us. We ask you, Lord, to raise us up uh, in this last and evil day. We ask you, Lord, to bless our social media. We ask you, Lord, to let the hand of God send uh, from this church out into the atmosphere and attack the devil's turf, attack the prince and power of the air, with the gospel message of love and truth. We thank you, Father God, for all of these things. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, folks. Amen. Amen. I want to leave and stay cool. Stay cool. Amen.